Terry Rozier the third need to be renamed Terry Rozier the twelfth. Cause this nigga twelve, man. This nigga snitching, man. Uh, maybe not he just maybe not snitching, snitching. Maybe it's not that bad, but he did just do an interview with Greeny from ESPN on uh Get Up, I believe it was, in the morning and shit, which I imagine could have been either Celtics Public Relations or his own PR team that recommended it. Um but he said a lot of interesting things in it about how they would practice with certain lineups and gain a certain chemistry, a certain game plan with certain lineups and practice. And then by the time the game would come around, they wouldn't be, the Celtics wouldn't be running the same shit that they ran in practice and they making up this shit as they go. And I think he was suggesting that Kyrie was a lot of the reason that shit wasn't being used from practice and this whole laissez-faire make it up as we go type approach to it um but yeah i definitely think it was pr that made him do it like i said don't know if it was celtics pr or his own pr team that made him do it but uh he definitely seemed a lot more prepared this time than his original i don't give a fuck what nobody say i sacrifice more than anybody on this team quote that he had when they first lost to fear the deer and as far as like i don't give a fuck what nobody say i sacrifice more than anybody on this team it's like did you really did you really sacrifice more than anybody on the team i mean gordon hayward sacrificed his whole leg to be a part of this team sacrificed all of his time commitment and effort to get him back on the team and help it contribute to the overall whatever the fuck Kyrie Irving even sacrificed playing next to the king of all basketball to be a part of this team. Marcus Smart sacrificed his dignity on defense to be a part of this team. What did you really sacrifice to be a part of this team? Minutes? The spotlight? I don't think personally that he sacrificed anything. I think he was more so forced out of his position by a movie star. I know Kyrie is much more than a movie star. He's also a a Nike signature athlete. He's also uh, an incredible player on the court. But, you know, once you get a movie star and, and the franchise cares about the tickets that movie stars can sell and you terry rosier man i mean you get forced out of your position by a movie star and that's unfortunate it really is but here's the problem with terry rosier's reaction to being forced out of his position by the celtics movie star point guard dog you seem to have trouble already knowing that if your star player is also a movie star no backup point guard is gonna be prioritized over the movie star nigga 
even if the backup point guard takes his team to game seven in the conference finals the previous year in which they lost. Maybe if you would have made the finals, nigga, maybe it would have been more of a toss-up. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if you would have won in the finals. Matter of fact, if you win in the finals with Terry Rozier as your point guard, that's the only way that he challenges the throne. But if you take your team to the set, to game seven in the conference final, lose, and you under 6-3, nigga, you, no, no. You better ask Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, a pretty talented, under 6-3 point guard that got forced out of his position by a movie star point guard. Same team, same scenario. You are a point on this timeline. Why don't you get this? Bro, let's look at all the other movie star players that Terry Rozier or anybody with his skill set will hope that they get to start over. Start with, obviously, Michael Jordan, star of Space Jam. Steve Steve Kerr's nose knows how movie stars tend to move things out of position. Am I right? Am I right? I'm not even sure Michael Jordan got fined for that incident where he punched Steve Kerr in the nose and broke his nose and shit in practice. But uh, another movie star, LeBron, movie star and director, directing coaches get moved, directing GMs get moved, players from all five floor positions get moved. Everybody got to move when that movie star comes to town. Shaquille O'Neal as a movie star failed twice to move the talented player out of their position with Penny Hardaway and Kobe, but them niggas had to be Penny Hardaway and Kobe Bryant to withstand that shit. Terry Rozier may be a lot of good things on the court, but a Penny Hardaway or a Kobe, he very obviously is not. So the moral of the story is complaining the most about sacrifice does not actually equate to having sacrificed the most. But even if it did, you're just Terry Rozier, dog, with the resume of Terry Rozier. And you can't be Terry Rozier and expect throwing your movie star point guard under the bus to actually help your career in any way whatsoever. And I get it. Once again, it was probably just an emotional outburst that led him to make those comments about sacrifice more than anybody on the team. Uh, Probably just an emotional moment in a, in, a, in a loss. But... To then follow that up sitting down with a button up on with a white dude to say more well thought out ways to throw your movie star point guard under the bus is just as silly. So have fun backing up Trey Young next year, kid. Nah, seriously though. I hope he learns a valuable lesson about protocol and hierarchy and shit and obvious shit that goes on. Even if I'm less hopeful that he actually will learn that lesson. to the beginning of the year after the run you guys made last year and, and it was so exciting and fun to watch what were your expectations as this season began uh I think we all had that ultimate goal uh you know I think guys you know me Jason Jalen you know I had a terrific terrific postseason last year and I think we was trying to come and do the same thing this year and, and at what point did you realize that blending in the guys again you play you did it last year without Kyrie Gordon Hayward coming back from the injury 
At what point in this season did you recognize this was going to be a great challenge for everyone to figure out what they wanted to do? Like the first five games of the season. Yeah. Once you've seen, like, all the, all the talent we had, all the pieces, you know, guys trying to figure out their role and guys trying to do less of what they, what they would have helped them, would have helped this team win. Just for the team, they try to do less of it. it, it you kind of seen that in the first first five games of the season. From the outside, it appeared at times as though everyone didn't ever quite figure out exactly what their role was supposed to be. Why was that? Uh, I think we all just felt good about it, like having practice, you know, our discussions, you know, film talk. But then every time we get in the game, it's just like I wouldn't say we wouldn't follow the game plan, but it it'd just be it'd be different. It'd be different. I think we just didn't. Uh, we didn't go through what our goals that we had. Different in what way? Like, how would it be different on the floor? Uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta play the guys' tendencies. You you still playing with guys, You still playing with superstars out there. So you gotta you gotta adjust to that. How hard was it for you? Obviously, Kyrie comes back and he's a superstar player and he has the ball in his hands a lot. And that there's there's no player who probably lost more opportunity this year in that group of young guys than you did. How difficult was that for you? Uh, I think I feel like it was very difficult. I think anybody. Uh, that was in my shoes that, that can go and start and, you know, go to a game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals and then come back. And, uh, you know, we have the season that we have this year. I feel like anybody in my position to say it's tough. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that it was. What is it like playing with Kyrie? Watching him from the outside, he seemed to have so many different times this season when he seemed genuinely unhappy. That was from the outside. What was it like playing with him? Uh, you know, he, he's a great guy, great leader. Uh, you know, you just have to you just have to adjust to his style. And, and, Whatever Kyrie wants done, that's that's what he's going to show it. That's what he wants done, and and you have to you have to adjust to his style of play and, and how he goes about every game and every day. How do you think your team did in trying to adjust to his style? I think guys was getting it, uh, you know, especially towards the, the end of the season. But like I said, we had come in the game and it'd be a different game plan than what we kind of expected, kind of we went through in practice. So it was like. It was just, it was what, what does that, I'm not, it's the second time you said that. I'm not sure I'm understanding what you're saying. How was it different on the floor from what it was in practice? Uh, you know, we have our, we have five, the first five, and then we had a second five. And then, you know, when we go out there, I feel like a lot of guys would be mixed up. It wouldn't be the first five and second five. So what we talked about in practice is, is not what we went through in the game. It was like, all right, we're going to keep Kyrie out there and we're going to put the other guys out there with him and we're going to figure it out. So what do you expect now? Let's start with your future. As we mentioned, you're a restricted free agent. What, how are you looking at your future this summer? Uh, you know, obviously, I'm going to take it a little easy. I'm going to relax a little bit, uh, you know, get some time to myself. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to play, just play ball. I don't care where I, you know, where I go. Obviously, you know, Celsius is the only organization I knew for the four years, and I, I love it there. And, you know, uh, we just have to go from there. And what do you expect to happen? Uh, I expect for me to, to to get my chance, whether it's with the Celtics or it's anywhere else. I feel like I can I can be myself and, and play my game wherever I go.